Okay, so we're going to pick it up from the beginning of Daf Tesamid Aleph. Amr Avalazar, Ha'omer Pesach Pesuach Matsasi. What this means is like this. There's two sim. Uh, our Gemara is dealing with a scenario where the husband claims the wife was not a Basula. Now, there's two ways for him to claim that, as we'll see in the Gemara. One claim is that they lived together and he didn't see any dam. Now, that's a pretty strong claim. That's a very strong claim. And that's not what's happening here. Here is saying Pesach Pesuach, that when he was with her, it didn't feel like, it felt like she was with another man before. Now, it's called Pesach Pesuach. Now, that is not a very strong claim because he's not definitive. He, you know, it's hard to say for sure, especially, you know, uh, you know, especially a man who's never been married before, but that's what his feeling is. His hergish, his feeling is that she's not a basula. Now, why he didn't mention the blood, either it's because the sheets got washed and there's no evidence left, or she's from a family that doesn't have dam basulim. There were certain families. But the point is, she, he says, Pesach Pesuch Masasi, he says that uh, he found the Pesach Pesuch that she's not a basula. Neman lo love. Um that claim is enough to make them usher to each other. Now, this is working with the... Now, here's the thing. He, he's not believed enough for her to forfeit her ksuba. She, he's not believed enough to make her drink the soda waters. He's not believed enough in that regard, but he's believed enough that they can't be together. Why? It's called Shavya Nafshachatichad Isura. That once a man claims something is usher, it's usher to him. As long as it's a legitimate claim. If a person, let's say, says, this piece of meat, I'm telling you this piece of meat is pork. Everyone else is like, it's not, I bought it, it's not. He's like, I'm telling you it's pork. The halacha is he can't eat it. Now, why? It's a shayla in the Rishonim and the Achronim. Is it working fundamentally as a neder? That by him saying this, he's sort of making a neder that he's not going to eat the meat? Or it's working that he's believed from his perspective, the Torah believes him, just in a vacuum from his perspective, not that he's believed regarding others, but he's believed regarding himself. Either way, if a person claims something is usher, it's it's usher to him. So by him claiming his wife is not a basula, by him saying Pesach Petzuch Masasi, which is not just a claim, but it's not the strongest claim, it's still enough that she's usher to him. Now, the only reason why she's usher to him is because his claim is that she's forbidden. Now, he never said she committed adultery. He's not saying that he saw her commit adultery. He's just saying the Pesach Pesuach, which means, in other words, she's usher to him, because he's saying that she's not a Besula, and he's saying that she lived with someone after marriage. Now, the Gemara wants to know why is that what he's saying. All he's saying is that she was not a Besula when they got married. That doesn't necessarily mean that she committed adultery, let me explain the, the following Gemara out, outside. It's one thing if a person claims something's usher, but that's not what's happening here. What's happening here is he's claiming she's not a basula. Now, does that make her usher? The answer is no. Why? It's called a svexveka. We had this a couple daffam ago. Svexveka means there is a less than 50% chance that she's a problem. I'll tell you why. First of all, maybe she lived with someone before she got married, right? They did Kedushin and then a year later did Nisuin. Let's say she did Kedushin when she was 17 and then did Nisuin when she's 18, okay? Let's say, so he's claiming she's not a Basula. 50% chance 
that she lived with someone before she was even did Kedushin. Let's say she had a boyfriend when she was 16. And even if she lived with someone after her Kedushin, after she was married, maybe it was onus, maybe it was rape, in which case it's still not forbidden to him. So the Gemara wants to know, why is this woman also to him? It's not like he's saying that she's, you know, she committed adultery. He's just saying Pesach Pesuach, which halachically, if you'd ask me, like you go to the rabbi and you say, hey, if, if what's the halacha? You'd say, well, it's mutter, because 50% chance she lived, even if it's true that she lived with someone, 50% chance she lived with someone before she had Kedushin, and even if she lived with someone after Kedushin, maybe it was Onis, which does not prohibit the wife of a Yisrael, or a Levi. So why is this Aser? So the Gemara asks, why by him saying Pesach Pesuach, is that our way of saying that he's forbidding his wife upon himself? Why? Svek Svekahu. Isn't it a svek sveka? Meaning, all he's claiming is that she's not a basula. Even if what he's saying is correct, it's not necessarily mean that she's usher to him. He's not saying a neder, and he's not testifying that she's usher. He's just testifying that she's not a basula. Which, even if he's correct, doesn't make him, doesn't make his wife usher. Why svek sveka? Suffolk tachta of Suffolk Fifty percent chance she. Even if what he's saying is correct, fifty percent chance she's not a basula. But that happened before she got engaged. And even if she taka lived with someone after marriage, like what he worst case scenario, maybe it was ones. So it's fifty percent chance it didn't happen after marriage, and even if it happened after marriage, ten percent chance of rape. So it's less than fifty. So it's a svexveka. Svexveka is mutter. So why are we saying that by his testimony he's prohibiting his wife? No, he isn't. So the Gemara answers, "You're right." We're talking about the case where he's married. Or he's a Kohen. The halacha is that if the wife of the Kohen lives with another man, even if it's ones, even if it's rape, they're not allowed to be together. So therefore, it's not a 40% chance, it's just 50-50. It's that the only way that she's permitted is if she if she um, lived with someone before marriage, but if it's after marriage, whatever type of relations, it would be enough to prohibit. And that's just a straight-up suffix, 50-50 chance. Suffix do'oraisa l'chumra. So by him testifying when he's a Kohen that she's not a basula, that's his way of saying it's a suffix do'oraisa, and then we have to be machmer, and we have to separate them. Or it's a case where she's Yisrael, but... Her father married her off at the age of three. So what was the Svexveka? One is maybe it was Ones, maybe it was Ratzon. What was the other suffix? Maybe she lived with someone before she got engaged. The answer is it's not possible. She's been engaged since the age of three. Her father was Mechabal Kedushin at the age of three. Maybe they only actually walked down the chuppah when she was 20, but she's been halachically in Eshesish from the age of three, and we know that that... The, you can only live with a woman above the age of three. Before the age of three, the, the body part would be would come back to full health. So if she's not a basula, it means by definition it happened after marriage. The only suffix would be maybe it was ones, maybe it was rotson, and that's one suffix, suffix de oraisa lechumra. Okay? So therefore, basically, what Argamar is saying is by her, by him saying Pesach Pesuach Matzasi, and it's either a case where he's a Kohen or she's a, he's a Yisrael, but his, his his father-in-law married her off at the age of three. So it's just a suffix whether she's a Basula, whether she committed adultery or not. Suffix do Raisa They have to separate, and we believe him, even though he's one witness. We believe him because it's called Shavia Anafsha Chaticha Diisura that he's making himself that he's making. His his wife ushered to him like a person testifying that a piece of meat is chazer. That that's the halacha. Now, 
the Gemara says, "My kamash malon." What's the chiddush of this? Tanina, we have a brisa that says that backs this up. The brisa says, "Ha'omer liisha kedashticha, v'hi omer is loy kedashtani, he mitaris bekrova v'uaser bekrova seha." If a man goes over to a woman, or let's say to a bezdin, whatever, uh, you have a guy named Avram and a woman named Sarah. The guy testifies that he married Sarah once. They got married and they got divorced. And she's like, I don't know what you're talking about. So he's testifying that they got married. She's testifying that they didn't. Now, again, for all marriage stuff, you need two witnesses. But there's this new concept called Shav that if a person testifies that something's usher to him, it becomes usher to him. So when you testify that you married a woman, you know what you're also saying? You're also saying that you're never allowed to marry her sister, her mother, her daughter, right? When you marry a woman, not just that woman becomes your wife, but it actually prohibits the relatives that are related to that woman. So this man is testifying that he married uh, Sarah. So what he's in essence doing is testifying, again, as a one single witness, that he is usher to Sarah's mom, to Sarah's daughter, to Sarah's sister. So the halacha is now, again, she claims this is not true. So what's the halacha? The halacha is, he is usher to Sarah's mother, to Sarah's sister, to Sarah's daughter. But she's mutter to his relatives. Why? Because again, it's a single witness, which we obviously do not believe, but it's called Shavya Nafshadikhadih Surah. So the same way, so the Gemara wants to know why do you have to tell me this whole concept of Pesach Pesuch Matsasi? That if a man testifies about his wife that she is not a Basula, that he's Asr if he's a Kohen or if she was married at the age of three, what do you need that? I already know this this concept that a person can by him testifying, it makes it Asr to him from the case of uh, him claiming to marry Sarah. So why does this have to be repeated? So the answer is Maudis say Mahasam Devadik Kimle of Hacha make a mutlay kimle kamashbulan. The Gemara says, you know what the Khidish is? The Khidish is, as I said before, Pesach Petsuach, meaning that case where Avram claims to marry Sarah, from Avram's perspective, he is one hundred percent confident that he married Sarah. He's not wavering, he's not questioning, he's saying, I know it because I'm an adult male, I know what I do, I was Makadishir. This case is a Khidish, I'll tell you why. He's not claiming she committed adultery. He, he's just saying Pesach Pesuach. Pesach Pesuach means that when he lived with his wife, it didn't feel like she was a Basul. Now, if you'd ask him, how confident are you? He would probably tell you, I'm not 100% confident because, like, you know, it, it's not something you could know for sure. It's not like he's an expert. The Gemara is actually going to claim in tomorrow's daf. The Gemara is going to say they used to give lashes to these guys that would claim this because they would say, how do you know? Have you been with other women before? Have you been to prostitutes? Meaning, he's not confident. He's just saying, if you'd ask me, I'm, I think so. So is because... Second yeah. third or fourth wife? Oh, so that the Gemara says know. that could be the only other way that he won't get lashes is if this is not his first wife. You're right. But the, the Gemara, that's tomorrow's daf. But the point is, it's not something that he's he's super confident. It's like if you'd ask him, how, how percent sure are you that she's not a basula? Again, it's not that he's saying that there was no blood. He's saying that by the feeling that I had by living with her, it didn't feel like a basula. How confident? At most, he's probably 70%. The Chiddush of this Gemara is that that's enough to say that she's Aser. That's the Chiddush. Okay, now, here's the deal. From here until basically the rest of the daf, the Gemara wants to know the following. It's very interesting. If you'd ask me, just before this Gemara, how could a man be usher to his wife? Like, what, what has to happen? So I would say, um, two witnesses that she committed adultery, for sure, no question. Anyone who's learned Mesecha Sota would tell you 
that once a woman becomes a sota, she's also aser. Now a sota is that she was warned and then she's secluded. Yeah. So warned and seclusion is one way. Two witnesses that she committed adultery is another way. But what's weird is all of a sudden there's like this third way, and that is if he says pesach pesuach. The problem is there are brises that list ways that women are prohibited to their husbands, and they mention the sota and they mention the witnesses. But they never mention this. So the Gemara wants to know if this omission means that our entire premise is incorrect. Let's see it inside. The Gemara says, Did Rav Lazar actually say this, that by claiming Pesach Pesuach, the wife is also to the husband? But didn't Rav Lazar himself say, The only way a wife can be also to her husband is is if she's a sota, which means he warned her not to seclude. And then she's secluded with that man, as we'll see in, in a couple months. We'll go through Masech Asota together. Ukemaisa Shahaya, as the story happened with David. Now, this is very strange. The Gemara wants to say the source. There's a lot of problems. <laughs> it's a very strange Gemara. That the Gemara says, How do I know that a woman becomes a Sota? It's because of David Hamelech and Batsheva. Now, this is very strange because. The Gemara wants to use the source of like a woman becoming Aser from David and Batsheva. Again, the story of David and Batsheva was that David meets Batsheva. She has a husband, Uriah, Uriah, who is not a good person. Um, David lives with Batsheva while they're seemingly still married, then sends her back home, eventually sends Uriah to the front lines. Uriah is killed, and then he marries Batsheva later. Now, uh, on David Amelech's level, there was an element of sin, but the, we're not going to do that because it's David Amelech. But the point is, the Gemara says, David Amelech is the source of a Sota, which, by the way, the Gemara is instantly going to ask, no, he isn't. There was no warning and seclusion by David. Also, Batsheva never became Usher to Uriah or David, but we'll put that aside. The Gemara says, though, but this Bryce says, the only way a wife can become Usher is through being a Sota. That's the only way. What do you mean? I thought Pesach Pesuch is another way. So Rav Lazar himself says the only way a wife can become Asr to the husband is by becoming a Sota, like the case of David, which again, David, it didn't actually happen, but the Gemara will deal with that in a moment. But Rav Lazar himself said the only way a wife can become Asr is if she's a Sota, but he just said in the beginning of this daf, he's the same author that says if he says Pesach Pesuch, then she's Asr. So why did he say the only way she becomes Asr is if she's a Sota? That's not true. She could become Asr by him claiming Pesach Pesuch. Much simpler. So the Gemara says... Now, by the way, well, I want to mention this point because this comes up in tomorrow's daf. This is just also something to remember. I'll get, I'll get to it later. The Gemara continues. The Gemara says, before we answer this question, again, the question is, the Brisa says the only way a wife can become a so, uh, become Asr is be- becoming a Sota. First of all, that's not even true. There's like a lot of problems with this Gemara. First of all, it's not even true because if there are two witnesses that she committed adultery, she's Asr and she's not a Sota. A Sota is only when there's a doubt. But anyway, the Gemara says, Vitizbara, wait a minute, you think this Brisa is accurate? First of all, the Brisa ends off that the only way she becomes Asr is if she's a Sota, like the case of David. David, there was no warning and there was no seclusion. Uriah never warned Batsheva to not seclude with David. Void, Miasrua. And also, Batsheva never became Asr to her husband. You see, when a woman becomes a Sota, when she secludes with another man or commits adultery with another man, what happens is two people become Asr forever. One is her husband. Uh, and the Sota waters until she drinks and is proven innocence. But if there's no drinking, then she's usher to her husband forever, and she's usher to the adulterer forever. 
Now the Gemara says, the Brysa said, if you take the Brysa literally, forget about the question, the Brysa literally said, the only way a woman comes us is if she's a Sota, like Davna Batsheva. Now first of all, Davna Batsheva was not a Sota. Number two, Batsheva never became also to either. She never became also to her husband. She was back with Uriah. And she never became also to David because if David was the adulterer, and I use that in air quotations, if David was the halachic status of an adulterer, then she would be also to David forever. Which means David was not an adulterer and she was never also to her husband. Which the Gemara in a few lines is going to ask, how was that possible? Because David seemingly did live with her while she was still married. And the Gemara will deal with that in a moment. But... Anytime a woman commits adultery, she's also to the adulterer and she's also to her husband, which was not the case by David HaMelech. So the Gemara says, this b'risa is a little bit flawed. So the Gemara says, okay, hello kasha, hachikomer, this is what the b'risa means. Eina ishen eseres al baila, el al iske kina A woman will only become asa if she's a sota. Memaisa shayu delo have a kina v'sira v'lo And... And how do I know this? Because David Melech was not a Sota, meaning he was never warned, and that's why she didn't become Aser. Okay, so it's like, she only becomes Aser if there's warning and seclusion, and I'll prove it to you because she was not Aser by David because there was no warning and seclusion. Okay, now, to the Kasha, back to our original question, which is, this Bryce says the only way a woman becomes Aser is if she's a Sota. What about Pesach Pesuach? What about claiming Pesach Pesuach? So the answer is, Mikol Makam Kasha. Pesach The Wait a minute. You're taking this Brysa so literally. Again, the Brysa says the only way a woman becomes Aser is if she's warned and there's seclusion. What about if there's two witnesses that she committed adultery without warning and seclusion? Is she Aser? Yeah. So the Gemara is of lo. What about witnesses? What if there are two witnesses that a woman committed adultery? Forget about warning and seclusion. Is she Aser? Of course she's Aser. You don't. You only need a sota when there's no witnesses to the actual relations. So the Gemara says, "Elahachi commerce." You have to amend the brisa. This is what the brisa ha- actually says: A woman will only become asher to her husband if there are two witnesses that she committed adultery. nami. The only exception to that, where there's no two witnesses and she's asher, is if she's a sota. And when the husband claims that she's a Pesach Pesuach, that he claims that she's not a Pesuach, it's like two witnesses. So therefore, the three ways that a woman becomes Aser, according to this Brisa, and therefore there's no question, is if two witnesses should commit adultery, one witness but there's warning and seclusion like a Sota, or Pesach Pesuach. Okay. Now, the Gemara says, So now let's ask a question. Stam, forget about all this. Why was Batsheva not Aser to David? Seemingly, David lived with her while she was still married. That should trigger that she's usher to her husband and she's usher to David the adulterer. So the Gemara says two answers. Now, the first answer is very hard to understand. First of all, hashkafically and halachically, and many Mepharshim say that don't dwell too much on the first answer because it's rejected and the Iker is the second answer. But the Gemara wants to know why was David not usher to Batsheva? So the Gemara says, Hasam Onis Hava, over there because he was the king, she felt coerced to live with him, so it's like rape. Which, first of all, to say that David Melch did that is shocking beyond, but what you also see is that if a man rapes a married woman, she's not only mutter to her husband, she's actually mutter to the adulterer. Later, if she gets divorced, she can marry him. So the first answer is that David was considered ma'anis, her, therefore she's mutter to Uriah. 
and eventually mutter to David. Now this is, a, again, a, a very hard to understand. That's why most Mepharshim say, don't dwell on this too much, because the second answer is the Iker one. Yonasan, go to the next page, is the famous answer, that every person that would go to war would write a uh, get, would give a get to their wife. Now, so therefore, Uriah, um, Although he had come back from the battlefield, before he went to the battlefield, he had given his wife a divorce. Now, so therefore she was actually divorced at the time. It just claimed that she was married because from Dabna Melch's, his holiness level, it wasn't appropriate for his level. But the truth is she was actually divorced. Now, um, there's a Shiloh, if you see the top Taisvis, there's a very lengthy Taisvis, where there's a Machloikis between Rashi and Taisvis, what was the methodology of this divorce? You see, Rashi says that every warrior that would go out to war would give his wife a divorce on condition that he die. Meaning, they were afraid that if they don't return from the battlefield, that it would turn into a uh, a good issue. So what he did was, every soldier would give his wife a get on condition that when they die, retroactively they're divorced from the moment of giving the get. Now, that's Rashi's pshat. So therefore, in the story of Uriah, he had given his wife a get on condition when he dies, it takes effect. So when Dabra Melch lived with her, technically she was still married, but when he died later on, retroactively she was single, because retroactively the divorce worked. Tysus doesn't like that. If you didn't, look, we say, didn't we say ain't get lachermisa? Correct, but this is working retroactively. It's not saying that the get will take effect after death. It's once he dies, let's say you give the get January, on condition that when you die it takes effect, then five years later in the battlefield, because it's a five-year-long war, he dies, it's retroactive from January. Now, Tysus doesn't like that, because if you look at Tysus, first of all, that would, yeah, so if you look at Tysus, Tysus says, the second line, First of all, now, I guess the whole purpose of this, I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to, because I don't know how this helps Agunas, according to Rashi, because the whole purpose, the whole thing was to help, like, someone Aguna. And I'm just trying to... Yeah, this was not to help Agunas. I don't know how it would. I, Rashi says it helps Agunas. This, first of all, this avoid Yibam. This prevented Yibam because every time someone died, there was no Yibam because they were retroactively divorced. Um, yeah... Yeah, so Rashi actually says, you have to change it. I'm looking in the back, the Mepharshim explained. Rashi says that the get would take devo- take effect retroactively on condition that he die. Now, the problem is that doesn't help you because you don't know that he dies or not. The whole purpose of the get, one of the main purposes is to avoid agunas. They would just go out to battle and they would just never come home because they were killed or captured or whatever. So by him saying that the get takes effect when they die, that doesn't help if you don't know that they die. So according to Rashi, we have to do is, you say that it takes effect retroactively if they don't come back from the end of the war. And you'll have to figure out exactly what that was. Tysus doesn't like this, and therefore Tysus says it was a unconditional get. When they went out to war, they just divorced their wife, straight up. Divorced from then. Um, okay, I guess according to Tysus, uh, Kehanim, I guess Kehanim didn't go out to war anyway. Okay, fine. Now, by the way, according to Tysus, that means that Uriah was divorced from his wife the whole time. So it's not like David. You see, according to Rashi, David was living with her as a married woman, but then when Uriah died retroactively, she wasn't, so it's a little more fishy. According to Tysus, she was divorced, straight up divorced at the time. 
And the only reason why it's claiming to make it sound like she was married is because on his level, he shouldn't have, uh, I guess, got involved. But it's interesting. Okay. Um, okay, fine. At the end of Tysus, Tysus says, why is it called the Suffolk Ish? It was always quoted that David Amalek lived at the Suffolk. It's not Suffolk. It's just she was divorced. Tyson says because the divorces were not known publicly. They were like private divorces. So on his level, he shouldn't have gotten involved. Okay. Okay, fine. Right there in the Gemara. Uh, how do I know that they would divorce their wives when they would go out to war again? However, the divorce worked. According to Rashi, it was retroactive. According to Tysus, it wasn't. However, it worked. How do I know this? The Pasuk says regarding... Um, um, this is uh, instructions given to David by his father. It says to go check out his brothers. This is when the brothers were soldiers. This is before the killing of Goliath with the slingshot. It says, look into your brothers and take their aruva. Now, take their aruva. Now, aruva... Um, Aruva, so my Asarvasnik, what does that mean, Aruva? It means the um, things that are Mu'uriv Bainalavena, things that bond a husband and wife. Ariv uh, means to like combine together. So Dovin Melch's father was saying, make sure that they, the thing that bonds a husband and wife, meaning their marriage, is taken care of, meaning make sure that they got divorced. Okay. Fine. Amr back to the Gemara. So we said that if a man claims Pesach Pesuach Matsasi, it's Nemon, it's enough to end the marriage. Amr Abaya says, I'll prove it to you. I have a brace that backs this up, that if you say Pesach Pesuach, it's enough to Aser. And again, we don't say that the average man doesn't know whether she's a Pesula just from feeling. No, we, we assume that what he's saying is confident and it's enough to Aser it. Because the Brisa says, Pesula Nisus We know in our Mishnah that a a basula gets married on Wednesday. Why? So I mentioned this many times because we want it to be that if she's not a basula, if he claims she's not a basula, they can go to court the next day. If they got married on Monday, then we're afraid that by the time Thursday comes along, they've already reconciled and they're, they they say, well, we'll figure it out ourselves. I forgive her, blah, 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 which we don't want. So the Gemara speaks it out. You can't get married on Thursday. Why? Because then court is only open on Monday. So there's three days later. We don't want that much time. Why my daita? We're afraid that on by the time it takes by the time it takes to get to court, you've already forgiven each other. There's akruri daita. Everyone loves each other, and that's not what we want. We don't want that. We want them to to deal with the claim. Now the Gemara wants to know what is what are we worried about and what is the claim? What are we worried about? Now, let's say she's, let's say we're afraid. The Gemara says, are we confident that they're going to get divorced? We're just saying that, listen, if she committed adultery, she, right? If she committed adultery, then they still get divorced, right? Because there's no, there's no death penalty because there's no witnesses. But one major difference, let's say the husband finds out, let's say there's two witnesses. They're witnesses that she committed adultery. So they're getting divorced anyway, but she forfeits her ksuba. If, the Gemara wants to know, are we worried, are we confident they're going to get divorced whether Bezdin is open the next day or three days later? And we're just afraid that if you don't go to Bezdin right away, she's going to get the Ksuba because he'll, she'll talk him into giving her the Ksuba. The Gemara says, that can't be. Nesavla, it's just money. If he wants to give her the Ksuba, he can give her the Ksuba. I don't really care. Rather, what are we afraid of? What we're afraid of, which is the more obvious concern, is that if there's a chance that she's not a basula, meaning his claim is legitimate, that means they're also to each other. And we're afraid that if they don't go to court right away, they're going to reconcile and stay together. Which means that there's a claim that he has that's enough to end the marriage. Now, what is that claim? 
My love, the Katon Pesach Pesuach. Is he not claiming Pesach Pesuach that by living with her he felt that she wasn't a Psula? And you see that that's enough to end the marriage. The answer is Loi. No, not Raya, the Katon Tainas Domim. The case is where he claims that there is no blood, which again, as I mentioned at the beginning of the daf, claiming that she's not a Pesula is not, Pesach Pesuach is not as much, as strong of a claim as saying there is no blood. Saying that I lived with her and there was no blood there, that is a very strong claim. Saying Pesach Pesuach, eh, it's not as strong of a claim. So all you see from the Mishnah is that a husband can have a claim to end the marriage, but the claim was not Pesach Pesuach, it was actually, I didn't see blood. Okay, the Gemara ends off. Shmuel disagrees with Rav Elazar. He says that if you say Pesach Pesuach, not only is she ushered to him, but it's Nemel Hasek She actually forfeits the Ksuba. Meaning, if a man claims Pesach Pesuach Matsasi, he loses the Ksuba. Uh, she loses the Ksuba. Now, by the way, just to, to, to anticipate a question, um, doesn't this kind of make her very vulnerable? Meaning, how do we know that he's not just lying and now he doesn't even have to give her a Ksuba? Like he claims Pesach Pesuach, right? He claims that she's not a Basula day after the marriage and they get divorced and she she loses her Ksuba. That's not fair. So the answer is there's a Chazaka. No one would, the husband paid for the wedding. No one would go through the hassle and the embarrassment of spending all that money and getting divorced the next day. Meaning nobody wants to get divorced the day after the wedding, neither the Chassan or the Kala. Therefore, if the Chassan is claiming this, it's, we do give some legitimacy to it. We don't just say, oh, he's probably not happy with her. No one would do that right away. It's embarrassing, and it's just spending thousands and thousands of dollars. Therefore, we assume that what he's telling is the truth. So according to Shmuel, if you say Pesach Pesuach Matsasi, you're Nemon to be Mafsa the Ksuba. Now that's a Chiddush, because if you claim that you didn't see blood, that's a pretty strong claim. I understand why she loses the Ksuba. But you're saying, no, Pesach Pesuach, that by living with her, you didn't think she was a Psula. And that's not only enough to Asa her, but that's enough for her to forfeit the Ksuba. It's a Chiddush. Um, Rav Yosef, says, what's the Chiddush? Don't we already know this? Tanina, we had a Brisa that says this. Why? The Brisa says like this, Again, we mentioned this before, that after Kedushin, before Nesuin, so they're kind of marriage, but kind of not married, in the towns of Yehuda, they would be miyachid, they would seclude with each other, which was probably not appropriate, but that's what they would do. So the Gemara says, if you're from the town of Yehuda, and you secluded when there were no witnesses around, so you went to close rooms together, you can no longer claim Tainus Basulam. You can no longer claim she's not a Basula. Why? Because we'll say, yeah, because you lived with her. <laughs> Meaning it's one thing if the Chassan and Kala are never together, but if after Kedushin, before Nesuin, they're doing Yichud left and right, so you can't have any claim because what are you going to claim? She's not a Basula? You're like, yeah, you, you were secluding with her, so we just assume that you did it. So the Gemara says, Dolomotitan. Meaning that only in that place can they not claim, only in Yehuda, but in any other place where the Chassan and Kala don't seclude with each other, they could make a claim. Now the question is, what are they wanting from the claim, and what is the claim? The Gemara says, If the husband is trying to claim that she's not a Basula, not so that she forfeits the Ksuba, but because he feels that, they sh- that they're also to each other, then why in Yehuda could he not claim that? Like, we're penalizing the people from Yehuda. We're saying, you can't claim that because you did Yichud, so it's probably your fault. If he's legitimately a firm guy and he's saying, listen, I think she's not a basula. I didn't live with her. I think she committed adultery. I can't be with her because it's usher. Then why don't we accept that claim? We're going to penalize him? He's saying, he's a firm guy who's saying, I was never with her. I'm telling you she's usher. Of course we accept that claim. We accept that claim everywhere. 
So it must be the claim is for money, that he's not trying to asser her alone. He's actually saying, I want her to forfeit her ksuba. And that's why in Yehuda, where they were miyachid with each other, we say, no, 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 you can't claim to, that she forfeits her ksuba, because that's not fair, because we assume that you're the one who did it. The Gemara says, loy, it must be the claim is not to Asa, the claim is actually for her to forfeit her ksuba. And that's why in Yehuda we penalize him that she's not going to lose her ksuba because you are miyachid with each other. We assume that if she is not absolutely, you did it, regarding monetary concepts. So you see that there is a claim that a person could have to forfeit her ksuba. What's the claim? My love, the katan tainis Pesach Pesuach. Is he not claiming Pesach Pesuach? And you see the Pesach Pesuach is a claim that is strong enough for her to forfeit her ksuva. The answer is loy, the katan tainis dom. And the answer is no. Pesach Pesuach is not strong enough for her to forfeit her ksuva. What is the claim that would, would be enough to forfeit her ksuva? Tainis dom, saying that you lived with her, there was no blood. But Pesach Pesuach is not strong enough. All right, we'll stop here. And we'll pick it up. I'll record one more daf today. And then we'll pick it up on Sunday. Recording stop.